Group experience is a new and refreshing way for you, your friends, or your family to travel. Check the show notes to learn more. What's up? This is DBE, and I'm your host, Stevie G. Today's episode is a good one, but before we dive in, I've got a few things to mention. A quick reminder to hit that subscribe or follow button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you are listening. You can visit dbetravel.com to check out the entire episode library, read some insightful travel blogs, and support the show on Patreon. And don't forget that Destinations Beyond Expectations is on groupexperience.com as well, so you can listen to the show there too. Be sure to follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and if you like the show, share it with a friend. Okay, my guest today is Steven Ekstrom from the Tourism Academy. What is the Tourism Academy, you ask? Well, we explore that in our interview, but I'll tell you up front that it is a phenomenal resource for those in the tourism industry who are looking to grow their professional skills. Steven is super knowledgeable about the travel and tourism industry. I really enjoyed our conversation. So let's meet Steven to learn more about the Tourism Academy. All right, Steven, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I am so delighted to be here. That's great. And you know what? I am fascinated with you and your story and and the Tourism Academy. Um, But I guess I want to start off by asking you, you know, what's your personal background um, in the travel industry? How did you kind of get involved uh, in the the world of travel? Okay. Um, When I was in my freshman year of high school, I was able to travel on a school trip thanks to a scholarship. And growing up in a very, very small town in New England, it was the first time I saw a big city where people of all different backgrounds, all different beliefs, all different uh, ways of life were living together peacefully. That was an inspirational moment for me. And it's one that I have always come to treasure in that travel does close that gap between people and place, idea, thought, and value. When I was in my early 20s, I got a job working for a theme restaurant. The theme restaurant needed a sales manager. I put my hand up, volunteered for it, making less than I did waiting tables, mind you. Um, And then I leveraged that to get a job working in New York City as the director of groups and tourism for a rather large museum. That is now, oh, it's it's 20 years ago, actually. And that's how I ended up getting into the tourism industry uh, on this perspective. So Stephen is no doubt an industry pro. Now, if you remember a handful of episodes back, I had another industry pro and author of Traveling Tribes, Jeff Gaduck, on the show. And by the way, yes, Jeff and Steven know each other. During my discussion with Jeff, he brought up something pretty interesting that is totally relevant to the conversation I'm having with Steven today. Here's a flashback to Jeff speaking on the lack of structure and training in the travel industry, and we'll get Steven's reaction to Jeff's comments right after. Uh, But um, I think some of it is due to um, the lack of formal structure and training to the industry at large. 
um, unless you're coming in from like a hotel uh, perspective where there are um, schools specifically for hotel management at a collegiate level. Um, it's not something that people necessarily identify early on as wanting to be part of the industry. This lack of training and resources for travel professionals is something Stephen recognized as well. It's funny. I, I, I couldn't have paid Jeff enough to say those words because it's something that I, I say all the time, and that is that the education that's been available to the tourism trade and the travel trade generally stinks. Um, and Jeff is right. There are schools for hospitality management, and they almost exclusively focus on the hotel industry. Uh, but for the rest of the industry, it's been a lot of hit or miss. Uh, and one of the things that I found and that sort of inspired me to be where I am today is that there's only so much knowledge in the room. And a lot of the education that has been offered to those of us that work in travel and tourism has been offered by people who are already in the industry, people who are not educators, and people who, generally speaking, have something to gain by being in front of an audience. They have something to sell. And that's why my first experience, when, when somebody first told me that a program I taught would be a great online course, I told them absolutely not because I didn't want to be responsible for anything like the subpar education that I'd been seeing and experiencing in the industry. So Jeff definitely has a point there and that is that you know, the tools and resource and knowledge that we provide to people in the industry on the ground pales in comparison to what other industries offer. And I think it's something that's really held tourism back for decades. So you realize, you know, the, the education and training in the tourism industry stinks. You maybe look at other industries and maybe get some inspiration. Like why, why is our industry not doing it the right way? And then you go ahead and launch the tourism Academy. Um, maybe talk about the decision that, you know, you made to launch the tourism Academy and can you maybe give us uh, some more information on what the tourism Academy is? Sure. So I didn't launch the Tourism Academy alone. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. But um, years ago, I'd been on the board of directors for a trade association that was responsible not only for planning the educational content for their annual conference, but was also responsible for educating our members, delivering a certification and credentialing program. And I recognized through that two big challenges. Number one, was that every organization that I saw in the industry operated within its own silo. There was not an opportunity for the cross-pollination of ideas. Um, an example of that might be that, uh, you know, there are travel companies that specialize in luxury travel. And then there are associations that specialize in transportation. Well, it would be in the best interest of the transportation association to teach the luxury travelers about transportation safety and vice versa. It would be in the best interest of the luxury association to teach the transportation industry how to deal with luxury travelers. But that requires a cross-pollination of ideas. That hadn't been happening. Everybody was operating their own silo, uh, working to increase their size of the piece of the pie and, and neglecting the entire pie. Um, 
So that was a major challenge that I saw. The other thing that I experienced was I'd been in LA to teach a workshop or a half day facilitated program. Uh, someone that I look up to and, and trust and, and revere quite a bit had been working in Silicon Valley for the one of Forbes fastest growing companies for seven years in a row as their VP of development and training asked to come along with me to my, to my program. As we left, she said to me, that would make a great online course. And not knowing any better, I pictured the God awful webinar that we've all been subjected to. And I said, absolutely not. Uh, what that became was a catalyst for my own learning and understanding what adult education is, what professional training can be, and what makes online learning a really special uh, method of, of reaching people and, and training people. If we fast forward a couple of years, just before the start of COVID actually, I'd recognize that this is really the direction that I want to go into. Um, moving away from some of the work that I had been doing um, and focusing more and more on education. You know, I love seeing people's eyes open, whether it's because they're in a new environment, a new city or traveling, or because they learned some skill that will enhance their life somehow. And the Tourism Academy was born from several of us sitting down and talking about how to provide education better, how to make it transformative, engaging, and accessible to everyone in the trade. Um, and with that come a lot of other opportunities that, uh, you know, to, to bring travel to more people, to increase sustainability, to help individuals advance their own careers and grow their businesses, and, and really to help communities develop themselves economically uh, and in a responsible way. So that was really how I came to be here at the Tourism Academy. That's wonderful. And it sounds like a, such a great resource that people can really use to grow in their craft. Um, ultimately, you know, how can your courses help people in the travel industry? What do you give them in these courses? And what can they walk away with after taking one of uh, the Tourism Academy courses? Every course that's available at the tourismacademy.org meets three criteria. The first is it has to be transformative. I could sit here and talk to you for an hour about insurance, but a transformation would be to help you find the right insurance options for your company. What can you do afterwards that you couldn't do before transformation? The second element is that they all have to be engaging. And when we say engaging, we mean that the audience has to participate. Um, and there are a couple ways that we do that. One is by the actual instructional design and the technique that's in, employed in training and teaching. The second would be an understanding how people use the internet and how people learn and adjusting our lectures to meet users where they are. Uh, an example being that the average professional is distracted every five minutes. So what we encourage and what we ask all of our instructors to do is to break down their content into four to five minute chunks. That way the user will always be able to take a pause if they are distracted without losing track. Um, adult learning psychology also tells us that after five minutes of content, retention takes a nosedive. 
So what we want to make sure people do is have a chance not only to learn, but to absorb, to contextualize, and to think about how they can apply it before we bring them on to a new concept. Um, so that is the engagement factor. And the third, of course, is accessibility. And accessibility can take a couple different routes. One of them being, is this course available to people when they need it? Unlike people that are after a, a master's degree or an advanced degree, people that are coming to professional training are coming because they have a question and they need an answer. Um, so we want to be able to provide them with that answer as, as efficiently as possible when they need it. Um, all of the courses that we have available at tourismacademy.org are available on demand and they are self-paced. So you don't have to wait till next Tuesday's lecture to get the information that you need to solve today's problem. We give you access to that right now. Yeah, I think those are three, you know, really key factors and why people tune into things. And um, I'm really glad that you guys have that as something that you use uh, through your courses and as like a, you know, your keystone for your courses. Um, what kind of led you to to have these three pillars? Was it maybe looking at different courses yourself um, and realizing those things were missing, those elements were missing, or, or how did you come up with those three pillars? So I mentioned before that I didn't do this by myself. I've been working alongside a, a wonderful advisory panel that includes PhDs, uh, masters of education, adult psychologists, business psychologists, instructional designers, um, and I learn something every day, which is one of the reasons why my job was as rewarding to me personally as it is. Um, and they've taught me a lot about the, the realities of what the adult learning space is, how people interact online and with online resources. And we've taken all of these bits of data and resource and science and, and, and research and turned them into practical applications for the tourism industry. Um, the T model actually came from Sheena Works. Sheena is our chief learning officer. Um, Sheena has created learning online learning programs for major corporations um, and some smaller companies and, and does a great job with that. Uh, so she identified the, the T, if you will, as the, as the structural necessity for all of us, for all of our online courses. Um, backing up a little bit to the type of learning that we offer. Um, in addition to courses being transformative, engaging, and accessible, we provide education to people in a few different ways. An individual can go online and take skill courses to brush up on, on the skills and knowledge that they need to get ahead in their job. Businesses and organizations can actually create dedicated learning environments where they recommend or uh, prescribe <laughs> for lack of a better term, courses for their people to take. Think of that as maybe a credentialing or certification program or a new hire program in that your boss says you need to take X number of classes or these classes in order to be qualified to work with us. And the, the employer can actually see that you've completed those courses in real time. Same thing with a credentialing or certification program. You want to become a certified XYZ. Here are the courses that you need to take. And the association that provides that sort of a credential can also provide courses unique to their need, unique to their specialty, unique to their trade that are available only to the people enrolled in their program, or they can share that with others from other associations and other businesses. Therefore, again, 
operating outside of their silo, increasing the understanding for the industry as a whole, and potentially even lead generating for themselves. Um, those are two ways that we offer education on the skill base. The third type of education that we offer is product training and product education. Uh, I have been in the sales environment for a very long time, traveling around the world to lead sales presentations, product pitches. It's expensive and it's time consuming. So we can take, we've taken the fundamentals of online learning and applied that to teaching travel professionals about product that they might want to include in their packages, that they might want to recommend to their customers, that they might want to build into tours and itineraries. And we make that available to our sponsors and our partners so that we can help them teach travel agents and tour operators around the world about these great products and how to use them more and more effectively and how to make money doing it. Uh, using the same type of online course format that works well for skill training. Um, we pair that with an incredible reach. There are over 32,000 travel businesses and entities in our network. Uh, so we can actually help our partners target and promote their products as well. You know, it's it's interesting. I feel like connectivity is such a big part of what you do at the Tourism Academy. And I feel like now more than ever, is a great time for people within the, the travel industry to kind of cross-pollinate like you were saying earlier. And the Tourism Academy is the perfect place to do that. Do you think now is maybe more than ever is a great time to share ideas with other industries and even people in different uh, branches within your industry? I think it's always a great idea to share and to learn from each other. Um, I think something that was really unique and, and something really special, for lack of a better term, happened because of COVID and COVID-19 and, and coronavirus. And what happened is a need for innovation. Businesses simply could not operate as they had been pre-COVID. They had to come up with new and better ways to operate their businesses and they had to innovate. And what we're finding as things start to reopen is that the organizations that were able to innovate are coming out of this with incredible new products. They're coming out of this leaps and bounds ahead of where they were before. They're coming out of this stronger than they were before. And they're coming out of this ready to provide experiences and service that has long been needed. Um, so do I think now is a better time to share and to cross pollinate? No, I think it's always a good time to do that. Do I think this recent need for innovation and for, uh, for change and for, for applying lessons learned in one area to the area that I'm working on? Do I think that that gives us a lot more opportunity? Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, Stephen, tell me a little bit more about where people can stay connected with the Tourism Academy. How can people find you? Um, what's your website and uh, maybe your social medias as well? Sure. Uh, you can visit us at tourismacademy.org. That is the simplest way to do that. We are a private not-for-profit organization. Uh, one of the benefits of that for us is that we can actually facilitate the sharing of knowledge without stepping on toes or without taking a, a, um, a serious vested interest in one person's success over another or one organization's success or another. So it is tourismacademy.org. Uh, we are on Twitter. 
the tourism acad uh, we are on instagram facebook just look up tourism academy you'll be able to find us uh, we're pretty easy we're pretty transparent uh, we're pretty colorful you'll recognize us by our multicolor open book icon those are the best ways to get in touch with us of course for those that might be interested in teaching or training or connecting with their potential customers they're always welcome to give us a call our number is plus one nine five four two eight nine four five eight five or they can visit us online again tourismacademy.org awesome well steven one more question before we uh call it a show no. here <laughs> uh one just one one final one more one more just last one i promise um so on the Destinations Beyond Expectations podcast, you know, this is the podcast that's designed for students of travel. So I always like to ask my guests, uh, would you consider yourself to be a student of travel? And can you maybe talk about something or, I don't know, maybe a couple things that you've learned uh, along your travel journey? Um, absolutely. The one thing that everybody who travels and everybody who works in the travel industry has in common is a natural curiosity. We are, by nature, curious creatures. We want to see who, where, how, what is out there in the world beyond what we see every day when we open our eyes. And it is that natural curiosity that allows us to recognize the similarities that people have, regardless of where they come from, how they grew up, um, what they're taught or what their faith or, or, or culture is. And in my own travels around the world, I've come to recognize that everybody just wants their kids to have a better life than they had. Everybody wants to live well and be happy. And the more we recognize that, the less there is that separates us and the less there is that divides us. One of my own personal favorite travel experiences was uh, being in Hong Kong, visiting some friends there. And out of the blue, I was invited to grandma's post-war giant apartment for a home-cooked dinner. I have never had food quite so good. Uh, and I was, of course, the only person speaking English in the room. <laughs> but it is that home-cooked experience, that home experience that you have, that I had, that can't be replicated at any, any other place that I've, that I've been to, any place but that. That's so interesting. Like a home, home feeling away from home. That's incredible. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. I really appreciate you uh, doing this this interview, and I feel like I learned a lot. And I hope people can really uh, check out the Tourism Academy because it's a great resource to, to grow uh, in the professional field of travel and tourism. I appreciate it. Thank you for putting this together. And I hope to see you and everybody else at tourismacademy.org very soon. Well, that about does it for this week. A huge DBE thank you to Stephen Ekstrom from the Tourism Academy. Please make sure to visit tourismacademy.org to discover how you can grow as a travel professional. Looking for ways to help the DBE podcast? Here's three quick ideas. You can support the show by checking out Group Experience, which is the new home of DBE. You can support by signing up to be a patron through Patreon with a pledge of just a few bucks a month. And the third way to support is by rating and reviewing Destinations Beyond Expectations on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or whichever platform you use when you listen to podcasts. Well, that's about all I've got for this week. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.